This episode of the PC Perspective Podcast is brought to you by Lenovo. See more at Lenovo.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is 395, episode 395, uh-huh. being recorded on today, uh, t- uh, April 13th, 2016. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Alan Malentano. I'm Sebastian Peak. <laughs> are you joining us from the planes of another existence? Where are we? Where that looks are we familiar. That looks strangely familiar. Yeah. To me. yeah. Uh, I came up with some new, like, I don't know. I did my own green screen thing here. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, are you going to do, do, do some, like, some Windows XP tutorials? For us? I was recording before. I forgot it was Wednesday night, <laughs> so I have a few in the, in the bag already, but I thought I could keep going. Understand. I understand. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Sebastian is our extra special, super secret guest. Uh, quick reminders to everyone: uh, PCProductcom/podcast is where you can find all the RSS files to subscribe to and everything. Uh, if you <clears throat> want to come to our live recordings, Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, at PCProductcom/live, you can do that there. If you need a gentle reminder, you can sign up for our emailing list at PCProductcom/subscribe. Uh, and that actually takes you to this page here that asks for your name and your email address. And that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, and we send you emails whenever we're doing our podcast streams or we're doing another live stream. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we did an HTC Vive. We did an Oculus Rift live stream. Um, we've done some events with, with prizes recently. And <clears throat> if everything works out, I imagine we'll have several additional live streams coming up in correspondence to GPUs as we head into the spring and summer times. So uh, sign up for that mailing list and uh, always be on top of your PC perspective knowledge base, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And <clears throat> I will take this uh, moment here to friendly have a friendly reminder for our Patreon campaign. That is at patreon.com slash PCPer. You get this little page here that uh, shows some smiling people at the top, uh, all of which are, are represented here today. Uh, Jeremy is not in that picture, <clears throat> but he is in there in spirit, I think. We blame Canada. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And if you can get to the 5,000, I will suddenly appear between uh, Al and Josh. <laughs> we may or may not green screen him in into that. Yeah, that's a good spot, right? Between yeah, Alan and Josh, there's, do that. there's enough room for like a Jeremy maybe half coming over the back of the couch yeah. or something there. You know, we Planking. Can, we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of the you know, com- I'm pretty sure that uh, one guy can Photoshop him in. Yes, we do have uh, yeah. a Photoshop <laughs> extraordinaire in our, yes. in our group that might be able to handle that. Um uh, all of that, it, these are recurring uh, contributions to us. It goes directly to us creating content. Uh, it is our way to kind of help have the community help support us, help us supporting uh, to do extra things. Uh, there's some milestones. There's some stretch goals here. We can talk about, uh, you know, if we hit that $3,000 mark, which I'm going to be honest, we've kind of been stuck in this 2100 range for a while. If we hit that 3000 we'll start to do a weekly mailbag show where uh, we answer a bunch of questions from our, our readers and viewers and listeners, mm-hmm. whatever, however you consume us, if you will. Whoa. Um, uh, can all be covered in this particular area. So patreon.com slash PCPer. And if you uh, update your or add to or become a new subscriber during uh, the podcast, I will call you out for doing so, just like I did before we started for David Bindle, who did a $5 pledge, $5 per month, uh, to help support PC Perspective. Now, uh, before I move on to the first things, I, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and announce here 
that uh, Ken is leaving PC Perspective forever, and after the next, actually six minutes from now, I'm going to have him put the multi thing on, and I'm making him leave. Yep. And I'm taking his key from. He doesn't know this yet. This is the surprise. Um, oh, thank God! And yeah. we have a vat of mineral near the door. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ken is no longer. Well, let's see. Let me say this. Oh, next Friday is his last day. Yep. As like on a Earth. regular. Well, hey, that's up to him. The as, police uh, finally caught up to me. As an intern. <laughs> as, yeah, his last day as an intern. His last day here is like a normal PC perspective contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to go. I don't know. You, I'll leave it to you if you decide where you're going to want to say where you're going to work or what you're going to do. He's not going to work for a competing like tech website or anything like that. Right. Um, that's going not on the to greener, story anyway. He's going right. on to greener pastures next to Sebastian. Over there. He's going to have a virtual <laughs> job. It's it's not a real job, like yeah. a simulator, like a job simulator. Yeah, it's a yeah. job. He's going to be playing job simulator full time. Yep. Ken, <laughs> I'm tweeting about it. Uh, so we are very saddened by this. Ken has expressed interest in continuing to come do the the podcast with us. Yep. Uh, so that we still have the capabilities to do that. We don't have to re- rejigger a whole bunch of stuff. And, hey, it's on Wednesday nights, and what the hell else is he going to do, I, I've had my Wednesday, Wednesday nights blocked out <laughs> from here until eternity, so I might as well. How long, how long have you worked for me? Six and a half years. Six and a half years. It's been an amazing six and a half years, hasn't it? It's been quite a ride. <laughs> We've been to some interesting places. We've done some interesting things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's decided he, he wants to take a, a different direction on things and, you know, we're sad to have him uh, go, but new challenges. Yeah, I, you know he, he's going to get to this this job. New old bosses to work for. He's got this new job. It's going to be like, oh, you got to be in by nine, and sometimes yeah. you got to work overtime, and they're going to be like, oh, oh yeah, I never work overtime. And they're going to be like, I'm sorry, you can't just listen to podcasts and music throughout the day. This uh-huh. is a very stiff corporate environment. He'll be back in three weeks. Yep. I give it three <laughs> weeks, guys. Don't worry, it's all f- four tops. It's going. <laughs> But don't worry, Ryan will bring him back at twenty percent less. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Ken will have to pay us now. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. For the he privilege. wants back through the door. How do you do that? That sounds like an amazing that idea. Is, that's I good. We should get him. Gotta figure that out. So uh, uh, feel free to uh, leave your comments, positive or negative, for Ken. I don't really care. <laughs> feel, free, feel free to trash uh, Ken in the comments. <laughs> Readers, uh, in the comments below on the podcast thread. Tell Ken how you really feel. Oh dear. I, I I will I will leave it like that, and that's you've you've moved on from the world of Windows XP, Sebastian, to uh, what you were truly destined to be, which is an evil uh, overlord of the galaxy. It seems. Yeah, yeah. You should finish that battle station. That's going to be important. It's later. okay. It's fully functional already. You should go. <laughs> His hands just. He's, huh? Whoa! Whoa! Uh, oh! You know, if you only had a like green screen, how a rear end? <laughs> oh, really? I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna put that on there. <laughs> I want to see that arm disappear. No, we're not. Doing Jack, that. I'm a little concerned that that's Faster, the first harder. thing that comes to your head. It is all the time, every it shouldn't, day. It shouldn't surprise anybody. It might be disturbing, but it shouldn't be surprising. Again, not surprising. Uh, all right, so let's move on uh, to stuff that happened. We're going to start uh, here with Sebastian first as we briefly discuss the Vivo Titan Mid-Tower Enclosure. I have never heard of this brand. I've never heard of this, this uh, uh, case before. Um, but what, So what the hell is it? Well, uh, it is new. It's a new brand that popped up on Amazon. They have a few different products on there. They had a case that was like 59 bucks that was... Uh, 
had a few positive reviews on it, so they agreed to send us one of their sort of enthusiast-level cases. They're trying to, to grow a little bit in the business, so check out the Titan. The Titan is kind of your typical mid-tower. It's got that sort of open look that a lot of cases have. Like, when I was using it, I was thinking, like, something in the Silverstone or, like, uh, NZXT, like the H440 kind of series look. Okay. And overall, like, just to kind of condense this down a little bit. It's a little bit thin on construction. It's not flimsy, though. Like, it felt really light taking it out of the box, but I was impressed with how it's actually pretty well made. And the fans that came with it are really quiet. They look nice. They have blue LEDs on the front. And it it cooled really well. Uh, It wasn't the quietest case, but it wasn't really loud either. It was kind of of average. So, I mean, then you start to look at at price. Well, it's $74.99. It's pretty good. Like, full retail. So that's not bad at all for an enthusiast mid-tower. It didn't have a ton of room for cooling. Like, if you want to do, like, um, push-pull, you've got to use, like, the space outside of the fan mounts, okay. which there is room for. If you're using, like, 25-millimeter thick fans, you can easily do that. Um, like I said, it performed pretty well. Uh, the one thing that really stood out for me was at 75 bucks, it actually had a fan controller. So you have, like, a low or high or off control for the front and back fans right oh, on the yeah, top I panel. So. yeah. Something you usually don't see in a more affordable case. So for that reason alone, I started to kind of, you know, the $75 price isn't too bad. I would love to see this $10 less. I think it would be a lot more compelling at 65 bucks because it's an unknown brand. Right. Is it a brand that, like, only sells on Amazon? Is that, like... It seems to be. They okay. seem to be, like, uh, exclusively selling through Amazon. They, they have a bunch of different products. They actually have a website that, that sells to, like, um, distributors. They sell things like ergonomic furniture and, you know, monitor arms and things like that. So, right. Overall, not not bad at all for the price, but I think to be competitive, they might need to bring it down a little bit. But it's fair. What was what was the name of this again? This the, was the Vivo Titan. Vivo Titan Mid Tower. All right. And it, yeah, it looks all right. It, it seems like it doesn't it doesn't seem to stand out in any particular way, but it's but it's pretty good, essentially. Yeah, I mean, if if you're looking for room and you don't mind a little bit of a limited uh, storage capacity, because this thing only holds two three and a half inch drives and it has space for up to three SSDs. Okay. So nothing heavy on that. Like for a tower this size, you often see a little bit more storage than that, but not with this sure. style, not with that shroud over the bottom covering the power supply and stuff. Fair enough. All right. Um, in other news, so I posted a short editorial story. There, to be fair here, there's not really a launch that's happening along with this, um, but AMD kind of was going out of their way to uh, a handful of media, a handful of press, and actually talk about their drivers. Right. So hey, we, they were basically trying to brag about their driver improvements over the years. Yep. Right. And so. Uh, all of us had an internal discussion about it and what it was like and, and how they've how they've changed things, um, and it was interesting to get kind of what their take was. So, if you think back to when did the Catalyst Omega driver ca- uh, come out? That was um, that was like early was t- December. Was it? it, was, it was, no, that was the crim-, crim. No, it was a December. No, no, no. It was yeah. December twenty fourteen. December of twenty fourteen. Right. Okay. Yep. Wait, wait. Say that again. The one driver to end them all. <laughs> yeah, December 2014 was the first Omega. Okay. Crimson was November 2015. Right, right. Okay, yeah. so Omega was kind of like this first uh, wave of, hey, we're going to take drivers seriously. And the problem with that was that um, 
they released it and it was really good and it added some features, but then they really didn't do crap for a while. Like they just didn't release the quantity of drivers that were really necessary to keep up with games and keep up with all that other kind of stuff. Um, and then they released Crimson, which was a total redesign of things, both the user interface and uh, uh, the, the, some of the feature set as well. And then and with that, they kind of promised more changes. Uh, since then, they had released seven driver releases in 2016, including three Wickle drivers, which if people don't know, that stands for the Windows, Holiday, Windows Hardware Quality Labs, I think. Yes. I think that's what that is. Um, now, to, to compare that to the first quarter of 2015, they released zero Wickle drivers, and I think one driver total, one beta driver total. Uh, they've added support for features like Vulkan, uh, the Rift and the Vive, X-Connect, which is their you know, um, external graphics technology, uh, per-game display scaling, two-display affinity. They've added a lot of interesting features to it. Um, now, one of the things that's, that's, that's very important... Oops. Very important uh, to the perception of drivers for gamers mm-hmm. is the idea of day one support for things, yep. right? Yep. So when uh, a game like, uh, I don't know, Gears of War or Plants vs. Zombies or Rise of the Tomb Raider, the day it's released, is your driver ready to have the, your hardware work optimally, both in terms of performance and in terms of stability? Because yeah, people want to play it. Because they want to play it, right? And yeah. there's a huge subset of the gaming enthusiasts that like buy a game when it comes out or in the first week and want to play it. Um, and for single-player games like Rise of the Tomb Raider, that first week or two weeks is the most important. Yeah, because once you're done with it, you may never play it again. Uh, you know, games like Battlefield or Call of Duty. You know, the long-term support of it is more important. Um, but if you release uh, a driver for Rise of the Tomb Raider six months after the game comes out that improves performance forty percent and stability by a lot, what use is that necessarily for gamers that may have already played through it and with a with a poorer experience uh, with the title? So uh, one of the things Andy was talking up is like, hey, NVIDIA has their game-ready stuff, but we're doing our best to keep up as well. They're, they're making huge strides in terms of, of, of improving things. And this little table gives you an idea of some of, of what they've been able to do. Rise of the Tomb Raider came out on January 28th, driver on February 5th, for yep. example. Yeah. Right? Um, that's like a week behind. It's kind of like, okay, that's close. Maybe, maybe I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at other games like uh, Far Cry Primal, they had a driver with a crossfire profile in addition there. The Division, they actually had a, a driver out before the game came out because there was a beta going through it and stuff. Uh, Hitman, they had a game out the day before as well. You know, And there's a couple of other ones with like Need, Need for Speed of three yeah, they days. Yeah, had a driver out the day before, yeah. Yeah, uh, Need for Speed, they had one like three days later. Um, you know, uh, Gears of War, they had one out like eight days later. Mm-hmm. So they're close, but they're you know they're getting there. They're kind of making that that case, and their and their claim was that hey, look, there's a lot of games coming up in Q2 where we're going to be able to make this impact known, this this uh, uh, extra emphasis Keep on keeping our part. up with the zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have this impact known uh, that it's going to that it's going to do that right. So and and they are also talking a lot about um, hey. Nvidia has had some slip ups recently. They've had drivers that have been pulled. From yep. their websites, they've yep. had uh, like the Quantum Break driver that came out has been very poorly received on NVIDIA side. Lots of crashing on the game that doesn't exist on AMD cards. Performance tends to be a little bit better on AMD cards, um, and and they're really just kind of wanted to come out and say, 
we're doing this. Now, we had like a, a kind of a back and forth with them. I did personally because they basically wanted to make the claim that, look, we're better than NVIDIA is on drivers. And my argument back to them is you are getting better at drivers. But um, I try to use this analogy like with a hardware, with, with a new graphics card, you can release a new product and the next day you're the leader. You can be the performance leader. You can be the price sure. for performance leader. Um, you can do that in the span of one day. For mm-hmm. drivers and software, it's more of a sustained excellence. It's, it's a reputation thing. Yeah. Thing. But, but even yeah. more than just reputation, because that's just perception, sure. right? You actually need to have sustained quality drivers. You can't just like do it for a quarter or two yeah. and everybody go, oh, okay, and us not remember all of the stuff that you did in the previous time where there were months and months go by with no, with no drivers, right? So they're moving in that direction. They're moving swiftly in yeah, that direction. They're definitely getting better. And a lot of it comes down to their renewed focus with the Radiant Technologies Group, reorganization, Raja Kadori being at the top mm-hmm. of it. Uh, a lot of people internally, even before RTG was formed, kind of saying, hey, look, we have to take this stuff seriously because our hardware is better, but everybody thinks NVIDIA's drivers are better and their software is better, GFE and all that type of stuff. So we need to compete with that. And they're starting to take it seriously and it's it's showing now yeah. that they are making those strides. Um because people who'd follow me on Twitter saw that I did like this kind of question out to them. It's like, hey, what what are your thoughts of AMD and NVIDIA drivers today versus what was your thought on them a year ago or maybe two years ago? Right. Josh, what was your – like you we, you and I talked a little bit about this as well. What What is your view of where AMD drivers are today versus where they used to be a couple of years back? Gosh. Um, <clears throat> well, it's obviously a lot better. Uh, but, I mean, they're they're still not quite there yet, but – I think that the amount of parity in between <clears throat> NVIDIA and AMD when it comes to driver is is improving dramatically. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. You look way back and like at the R300 release, the, the 9700 Pro, the drivers back then, they had a really bad reputation and then they released that product and they had like a quantum leap forward and they kept improving thanks to the 9800s and, and then... Like the twenty six hundred and twenty nine hundred XT came out, right? And they kind of fell back a couple of spots, and people were complaining about, it. and you know, the, the AMD driver quality was not great, and that was you know from ATI, and and uh, then they came out with Catalyst and say, hey, we're going to have a monthly, you know, up uh, weekly update, and uh, you know they kind of improved, and then they kind of fell back, but you know, all this is is it's it's money, it's technology. And it's developers working with the companies to help get all these things working together. And I think in terms of that, AMD has a much more robust driver development team than they've ever had before right right now. Um, They're not perfect. Neither of them is. No. But uh, there's certainly some areas of parity that we have not seen before. Uh, I know um, I was talking to you about when I was trying to run SLI under Windows 10 uh, back in August and September, and it just was it was an awful experience. And yeah. NVIDIA, you know, had problems. AMD didn't seem to have as many Windows 10 problems. I mean, they had their both fair share, but but AMD was a little bit ahead. And, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of swung back around. NVIDIA improved SLI support. And, you know, not to go on a tirade, but, uh, yeah, they certainly have improved. And uh, they're a lot more stable now than they've really ever been before. And, right. and it's a focus in 
instead of kind of, well, we're adding this in and doing what we can, and, and that's kind of the, the least amount that we can do without spending a huge amount of money to at least games make, you know, at least make games run a little bit. Right. Jeremy, I know you're a longtime AMD Radeon GPU user. Do you see that the drivers have gotten noticeably better over the last couple of years? Or a year I, even? There's certainly been an evolution. Uh, I mean, you compare this to the what they've got now with Crimson, which, uh, in a way, a lot of what they've added to it isn't stuff I'm at all interested in. I don't tend to do separate profiles. I, I'll find a stable overclock and I will stick with it. Right. But having that uh, is a very valuable thing. The other thing is that the old scheme, I mean, after spending so many years staring at it, you just sort of get bored of it. You get you yeah. get used to it. It's handy. You know where everything is. That's for sure. But you just get annoyed with, okay, I'll right-click, tell my driver properties, go open, uh, queue up YouTube video. Oh, okay, there it goes. It launched now. And do your stuff. With the new one, it pops up instantly. You can actually get at it. Once you go to the advance, it does take you a little bit to come back. But right, right. overall, you don't really need to play in there a lot. Uh, and I've played a little bit. like not. I've probably touched one NVIDIA card in the last two or three years. And I found their multi-monitor support to be annoying to set up. Right. Uh, it would get quite frustrating. Now, the AMDs had some interesting issues, especially since I'm flipping back and forth between portrait and landscapes. Significantly more than I think most people do. So it's a little bit more vulnerable to that sort of an issue. But the last couple haven't had any problems whatsoever with it uh, compared to say the Omega drivers uh, where yeah you would you had to fight just a little bit to try and convince it to go to rotate its orientation and it got really really upset if a TV was attached because it, yeah. it would love to default to the TV so you're, you're trying to fix something and next thing you know okay no I've got no screens here but if I go over oh yeah there it is on the TV okay let's get a wireless mouse over here fight with it to get it back this is significantly improved the uh, uh, one thing I will, the last thing I'll say is, with the release of Polaris this summer, they have the perfect opportunity to demonstrate that. Mm-hmm. Every reviewer, every enthusiast will be reviewing cards or paying paying attention to reviews of cards. Uh, every new game that comes out will be tested on these new these new products. Getting right, and we'll have Pascal as well. So this is the the perfect opportunity to for AMD to prove itself. Right. Uh, for mm-hmm. NVIDIA to defend itself and for everybody else to kind of pay attention and re, relearn or re-educate about what your opinions are uh, from these from these different vendors. So, uh, should and if you could fix Mordheim, that'd be nice. Be, should be the, the latest update worked it. <laughs> well, there's always going to be stuff. Oh, there's always going to be that. Uh, all right, let's go back to our um, remote uh, colleague here. To talk about uh, quickly, but the Edifier Pure Sound H840 Hi-Fi <laughs> monitor headphones review. Uh, I don't know anything about these except oh, we're back. Okay, we're back in Windows XP land. Ryan, I'm thank you for the opportunity uh, <laughs> to talk about some of the new features of this operating system. You know, Windows XP it's built on the proven code base of Windows NT and Windows 2000. Yes, yes, and it, it features a fully 32-bit computing architecture, and it has fully protected memory as well. You can run DLLs side-by-side side with 
from individual different versions of Windows. You could have Windows 98 applications running alongside Windows 95, running alongside Windows NT4, running alongside Windows 2000. And the new applications coming with Windows XP that take advantage of some of the new features, including our enhanced device drivers, um, dramatically reduced... Windows Media Player. Windows Media Player is fantastic. It it plays, you know, it's, it's really more of a hub of your digital lifestyle. Uh, with Ooh, with yeah, nice. with uh, VGA and better quality video playback, uh, silky smooth frame rates of over fifteen. I think so, you're almost you know, avoiding the lines from the installer. Actually, Sebastian oh, gets he may be reading by Microsoft oh, to be oh. their spokesperson. Yeah. And Al, it wasn't the installer. It was the new and exciting installer. The new and exciting Fresh. Windows installer. Are 29 you, minutes remaining. 29 minutes remaining, yes. <laughs> you, 32 minutes remaining. I feel like uh, I've 17. seen this before. Are you? Have you ever starred in a, the TV show Friends before? <laughs> oh. Uh, that was 95. Was that Windows 95? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. The Friends yeah, cast did a Microsoft yeah. video. Well, it was just two of them. That's uh, it was just... Uh, was that Windows 95? Madison and Matthew Perry. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank yep. you. Josh is a huge Friends fan. <laughs> Huge. Uh, really? So Never would have thought. Let's talk about the headphones instead of oh, okay. XP. Sorry. Um, briefly. Yeah. Uh, these are stereo headphones, so you you know. That means two channels. Two channels. These are not multi-channel headphones. Two channels. Luckily, you have two ears. Yes. Two channels, one for each ear. If you have two ears. Um, That's a fair assertion. Yeah. These these are kind of on the smaller side. They're over-ear headphones. Uh, they had moderate noise uh, isolation uh, properties. I was very impressed with these. Just to so what's the like? What's the backstory? What is this brand? Do I know Edifier? I had never heard of them, and then I did a little research for the article, and I'm like, oh, Edifier bought Stacks. I've heard of Stacks. They're like electrostatic, high-end headphones that have been around for a long time. They were kind of the original electrostatic headphones, and uh, this brand seems to be pretty committed to like high-quality sound. So I'm I get these, and I'm expecting these are going to be kind of a boomy bass. Not very kind of lifeless sound, mm-hmm. and not at all. Like these sounded like much more expensive headphones all around. How much are these? These are forty dollars on Amazon. Oh, really? Thirty nine ninety five. Cheap. Yeah. And one of the things that's really hard to do with speakers or headphones is really fast um, response to dynamic shifts in volume. So this is a big deal if you're listening to you know, a movie or, like, a game soundtrack. If you have an explosion, if you have a speaker or an amplifier that's not quite capable of delivering a, a high dynamic punch, you'll have kind of a drop in sound, and it'll kind of come back up, mm-hmm. almost like an old limiter <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, look out. Catch the eggs. Sebastian, look out behind you. But these, I was really impressed, because you listen to, like, a, a drum, you know, uh, like a, a crash of, like, a bass drum kick right. or, like, a, an explosion in a soundtrack, and you were able to actually follow the sound as it kind of uh, it faded out. Great. And there was no, like, well, recovery yeah. time at all. It didn't seem yeah. like I ever had any kind of dropouts. It, it was extremely kind of punchy, uh, lifelike sound. So Cool. For 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 the price, especially these aren't like they're not exceptional at all as far as build quality. You would not want to sit on these. I don't think they'd survive it. But they seemed well enough built, just kicking around my house for a few months, and then I never damaged them. The cord was a little on the thin side; that could be an issue. But overall, excellent sound for forty dollars. They sounded better than most headphones in the eighty to one hundred dollar range that I've heard. That's pretty impressive. How, how about dubstep? How does how does dubstep sound? When the when the beat drops, 
<laughs> it it matches like the energy. You, Josh, you just have to experience it. I mean, I, I do. One I of, should. One of the best uh, uh, resources for dubstep related news, by the way, online is at joshtech.com. Yeah. Um, Josh yeah. Tech with two Ks, T E K K dot com. Uh, we've started a new review section, Josh and I. And uh, <laughs> next week, it'll be going live on the site. So keep checking. Oh, I'm 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 just, really looking forward just to it. Keep I checking. I can't. Josh and I. It's a little sidebar. I didn't want to tell you. You know, it's kind of a surprise. But Josh and I have a little sidebar project. We Skype together. For you. It's coming up right behind yeah. you. I'm surprised too. That hawk is pissed. Yep, it's pissed. If I just don't move. All right, we've got a handful of uh, short little news items to get to this week. Uh, a little bit slow on the uptake for us on a couple for a couple of things here. Basically, Ken told me he was quitting, and I basically cried for three days. Yeah. And we just like just gave up all together. Couldn't get any content. Like really, this is why I bought the red nose, right? Yeah. It's to hide my sadness, right? Like the clown. You know, the story is yeah. It's don't actually. I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> clowns are always the saddest, right? It's the comedians that are the saddest inside, uh-huh. right? So that's but what the I truth am is. Uh, so Lee and Lee getting into the power supply business, as it turns out. Uh, Announcing a pair as of SFXL power supplies. Uh, what does the L stand for here, Sebastian? It stands for long. Ooh, like that jump is added length. They don't look <laughs> long. Well, They're SFX long. power yeah. supplies SFX. are kind of are stubby. They're like oh, really okay, short. Okay, because it's and, an FX, SFX form factor. Yeah, All but right. for the same width, if you go just a little bit longer, you can put a bigger fan. I think these have like a 120 millimeter fan. So they can spin slower. And it's, it's almost like they're trying to get the normal size power supply. It, if you look <laughs> oh, at them no, side by side, it's, it's hilarious. If you look <laughs> at these side by side with... Um, oh, the cables. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, if, if you go to my review from like two years ago of the N-Case uh, M1, I have an SFX sitting next to my smaller ATX power supply, and it's like a miniature version. It's like less than half the size. All but right. Anyway, we were up to 750 watts with this. And when I was at uh, CES at Silverstone's booth, they had on display a 700-watt SFXL, which still hasn't hit the market. They were, I think they're still working on it. I don't know if they're working on certification or what exactly is going on with that one. but They're pushing it just a little bit further with the 750 because the connectors are extending out versus... The 550, yeah. they're sunk yeah. in. So it's like we need it another quarter inch in there. We I just don't know. need extra space. So just like some stuff has to stick out because it can't fit in there anymore. So will SFXL power supplies work in SFX cases? Like it's they'll, they'll work in H- they'll work in standard cases. Uh, most no, no, of them no, come no, with oh, a, but, a bracket. But but the cases that you need an SFX oh, power supply well, for, like for instance, that super tiny end case case. Yeah. Absolutely, because the limitation was the bracket at the top. Okay. So the SFX bracket, which was on one side versus the ATX power supply on the front, uh, you saved a tremendous amount of space if you used SFX only because of how um, shallow it is. Yeah. It didn't matter how long it was because it was sitting behind yeah. like your system. All right. Actually, in that case, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Your to see mileage if it would may vary. Bump into the top of the motherboard yeah. or not? But yeah, if. It seems like an odd thing to design this very know, specific small form factor, then make it a little bigger. So many yeah. so that ATX nobody validated support full-size ATX power supplies, but things get really cramped inside when you yeah. use them. So just being able to have that shallower uh, power supply, even on an ATX mount, would make it a lot easier. And yeah. maybe would allow you to use like a, a bigger graphics card in yeah. some small cases. Huh. 
Uh, all right, that's interesting. Lee and Lee, another yet another power supply company coming into it. But yeah, I think they, it's an enhanced design they're using. They seem to have more justification for getting into it because of the cases that they make yes. or yes. will be making. I mean, they Maybe could we're just going make a back line to the era of the yeah. power supply with the case. Yeah. Yes. Oh, those are always the greatest power well, supplies I, mean, I ever used. I mean, a lot of the SFX cases coming out come with power supplies, right? Don't they? Some no. of them do. I uh, when they lot. require more than ATX. There's a what is right? it? Well, TFX. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. some really narrow, deeper power supplies than like the small form factor, like yeah. business machines. Okay. Those always come with the power supply. But. All right, let's move on and talk with Alan about Intel and Micron storage stuff. So you went out and visited them this week. Um, what the hell did they say? I did. Really? They said some stuff. So um, uh, most of their announcement, or at least their pre brief announcement stuff, was Enterprise. Okay. Um, so they're just updating their lines. The, uh, Micron's Enterprise um, PCI SSD specifically have been historically like on the slow side. Okay. Like, they've been PCIe 2.0 for the longest time. Like, these are actually, I think, the first PCIe 3 that they're launching. All right. Um, I also are these, believe that's these SAS? are the first NVMe that they're launching. Are these enterprise-specific right. devices, or are they consumer? Is it a mix? What are we looking at? Uh, all of these enterprise. in the top section of this piece right here are enterprise-specific. Okay. Okay. So uh, even they says do, so in the title. Yeah. yeah well, you can't trust those. They did slip in. They slipped in some. <laughs> Alan's link bait titles. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> new products. Other storage companies hate him. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! That's my job. So the title was based on like what I had before walking in there, and then once they started to get into their briefing, like about maybe 15 minutes into it, they're like. Oh, by the way, we're going to make a consumer 3D NAND available in April. And by the way, it's April. Yeah, like I was right say, now. it's like right now. Oh, hey. um, so that is going to be a new MX300. It's going to come out. All right. So that's going to be a consumer under the crucial brand. This is the first IMFT 3D NAND. This, this will drive. be the first IMFT okay. consumer 3D NAND. Right. Actually, any like just available 3D NAND drive. Right? Okay. Um, what are they going to use for controller and NVMe? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going with Marvell for mm-hmm. um, a lot of their stuff. Actually, they have Marvell controllers, and just historically, they have Marvell in a lot of their stuff. And I'm pretty sure it's Marvell even in their enterprise PCI stuff as well. Okay. And um, did they do a lot of their own firmware for all that rather than yeah, Marvell? They, yeah, they usually cook their own firmwares. Okay. For, they don't. They don't just use like, you know, just the generic firmwares Off for the firmware. Shelf. Yeah. Um, and just even historically, they're like. When Marvel, back when Marvel was making the first uh, Gen three uh, SATA, right? Yeah, and there was like the Mar- the crucial brand or the C. Oh yeah, they had the, out, they right? had the best implementation. Um, yeah, they were always like the, on the leading edge of that. Even though that same controller in other products was kind of crappy because like Micron tends to just re-engineer their the whole mm-hmm. firmware for those and it just counts. make it you know roll their own. Then they also had um, under the Micron brand. There's going to be coming out in June, and actually, I didn't have the names of them at the time, but it's a 1100 series and 2100 series, which is going to be like a kind of more OEM-ish. They're not really going for consumer because consumer is the crucial side. Micron's going to be like kind of the business. Okay, are these M- kind of what kind of drive? What do you? Uh, so those are going to be 3D NAND, um, but like SATA and like M.2 and like you know stuff like that. Okay, right. SATA and M.2 and stuff like that. That covers basically everything. So are they M.2 SATA or are they M.2 PCIe? Uh, Will they be AHCI both, or NVMe? Actually, on that picture... Yeah, there's you can like two, key, two different key options. On that picture, you can see uh, one of them's got Marvell on it, and the other one has Silicon Motion. Okay. 
Um, Nothing confusing here. So Silicon Motion is the SATA one from the looks of it. Okay. And they're all branded the exact same name, aren't they? Uh, the eleven hundred and twenty-one. Yeah, all that matters is the Silicon Motion in the ocean. Uh, yeah. So and then uh, also in there they had mixed in. Um, uh, one of their guys came up and kind of flashed a, a cross point wafer around in front of us. Let me tell you what that while. looks like. Uh, one of the comments I either saw here or something else uh, posted about uh, this was like a burying the lead. Oh, it was a Twitter comment and somebody said about burying the lead because it's actually us showing proof of a vampire because he doesn't have a reflection in the mirror. <laughs> I believe. If you don't look at his hands carefully and you think it's reflecting the yeah, other way. It says Lee is Lee Ball on Twitter. It says burying the lead. Man proves he's a vampire by holding up mirror without his reflection. <laughs> That's so, pretty good, actually. There's that. Um, so they showed us Crosspoint. They talked about the kind of stuff that it might go in, but honestly, it was like all the stuff they were talking about was nothing new. Uh, it was all the same kind of stuff we've talked about, like things you would use to replace storage slash RAM kind of device with. Like, what would you use that kind of a thing for? Like things where you want to be able to have power go away, but everything be right. persistent, but also be a very fast device. Okay. Right. Um, I'm, so, I'm getting in. We have a hot exclusive from the Fab, actually. Oh yeah, uh, we, I think ha- we, we have we a reporter on site. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, uh, me see, let me see if I can. We're gonna can... go out. We're gonna go out in the field. Let's uh, check in with Sebastian. Hey, I just I was outside in the hallway, but I've gotten clearance to come into the the uh, clean room here without, at, at my crime. Where's your bunny yeah. suit? What you were supposed he to put shat- on? No, he shouted. You were supposed today. to put on it's the fine. suit. No. They said as long as I washed, if I took off my he, he shoes. So. Oh, it's fine. Oh, you took off <laughs> your extensively. Shoes. Okay. Yeah. His skin flakes are going. What, what do you guys want to know? Because I'm right here. I've got a uh, team of engineers. How many crosses in the cross point? Uh, that's classified. Yeah. How many um, uh, points in the cross point? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. How many crosses in the cross point? No, you asked that already. The, the how many points in the cross? How many the, points? The, in the total cross number point? of points in the cross is inversely proportional to the axis itself. Uh, what about the motion of the ocean? Is that involved? The motion of the ocean. It really depends on who's steering. It depends on the, the heat boat, of the beat, right? And yeah, the heat of the beat as well. I and believe that's also perpetual. very insensitive of you bringing up the ocean to a clean room. I appreciate. They've had bad times in the past. Look at all those. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I do appreciate that you've color corrected uh, this environment because normally they're very yellow in person, right? That's so you, true. You've color corrected it to get us back to a solid white balance. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's dedication. It's because I'm so pale. It was actually very easy for <laughs> Ken to key the color properly. Ken, no, no, no. This is our remote processing and video team that's doing that. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sending the feed directly to Ken. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Ken Clone yeah. 3. He's taking care of it. Okay, okay. Um, anything so, else? Anything else, Alan, on this uh, particular announcement? Uh, that was it for the event, and we hope to have like reviews coming up of MX300 as soon as they can s- get samples to us and stuff like that. So we might, you know, this month potentially see uh, some results of what 3D. But they didn't talk about, did they talk about performance of any of this stuff? Like what to expect out of it? For. Like the enterprise stuff? No, like the consumer stuff. The thing, like I don't. We no, care about that's all we got. Stuff, well, those Alan. those two slides that you see, <laughs> will those two slides you see in the article right there? That's all we got. With what can like, you in, what do you interpret from those slides? I, what I mean, conjecture? Look, look at that. That looks pretty quick. Okay, let me let me narrow down that question for you. Okay. Yes, Samsung has been the eight hundred pound gorilla in the SSD market. This and, is not and great and, analogy. And, great and, analogy. And, how do you think this technology compares to what they currently offer, and do they have the chance to leapfrog? 
Will okay. they bring us down into the 10 so cent per gig territory? So here's where I think the IMFT <laughs> attempt at a leapfrog is. I believe their thing is solely like raw capacity per die. Yeah, which they're is going, cost. They're going for cost per gig, right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's going to bring down mm-hmm. cost per gig. I do not believe that... T- you don't expect to see super high performance out of these things. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would go as far as to say, like, if you ga- if you compared these to probably an equivalent Samsung worth the same amount of dies, yeah. uh, I believe that the Samsung 3D uh, VNAND would probably outperform this stuff, especially on writes. Um, because I, I, I don't believe Intel and Micron's push has been to increase performance as much as to increase, like, efficiency of capacity. Okay. On these things. I'm totally for that. These are very large capacity dies. They're 256 gigabit for MLC and 384 for TLC, mm-hmm. right? And I even think, uh, if I remember correctly, that um, the MX300 is supposed to be a TLC drive. Okay. So prior ones were MLC. Did you ask them remember. specifically, um, what do you know about Ryan's 10 cent per gigabyte demand? Yeah, um, I just I got think it. actually every storage event or meeting you have, it just should, we should, we it should, should just be a question. We need to give it a name. Like The problem is that you change Shrout's that number. Law. You change that number a few times. It's Shrout's Law. Yeah, I've it heard of 20. No. It's been 10 for a while. It's been it's, 10 it has been 10 time. for a while, but it's because we haven't got there yet. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, we started to get closer to the And Moore's Law, when they double the transition, they go, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Well, well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is CIS 101 level stuff. Like, I, yeah, I learned Trout's Law. Trout's Law right. is true. that the price will have every 16 months. I'll go 18. Uh, the price that Ryan wants or the price that it's selling? <laughs> exactly. Ryan <laughs> wants. That's fair. Trout's Law. Fair. Ryan wants things. Well, what he always wants I'm tends to be like... happen. Tends to be at, at most like half it, it's of like what a they're limit. going for. So, you know, I guess it does track. Trout's Law. Ryan will time. always want things he can't have. For less money. For less money. Why is this a surprise? He's doing us a service. As I'm, a I'm helping true. the community. That's true. I large. mean, I, I I support it. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. You're a hater. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thrustmaster introduces the Xbox One compatible TMX wheel, Thrust which is too much Master. what? Too much. Too much excess. Extreme. Too much extreme. 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 Josh, tell me about this wheel. Okay, so anyway, a couple of months ago, I did the uh, T150 review. It was for the PS3, PS4, and PC. It's a kind of dual um, pulley and geared system that, uh, you know, it's it's an okay force feedback effect. Uh, Not as good as the dual pulley setup that the T300, T500, and TX series from Thrustmaster have. But they don't Um, try and kill you as often either. Well, I don't know. Can it wrench the wheel from your hands when you hit it? It cannot. Oh. I mean, it's it's pretty good, but it's not it's not going to do that like the uh, T three hundred uh, and TX have have done and, and T five hundred. Um, and as compared to say like the uh, Logitech, they have a a dual helical geared setup. Uh, this is a little bit smoother in feel, but it's not as strong because it's a single motor in there. Uh, but it is a $199 product. It's the first Xbox One Ooh. product that uh, you know that that is not a TX that uh, supports uh, 900 degrees. It's less expensive. It's it's got uh, pedals that come with it. Um, you know, it's it's very very similar to the T150, except it's for 
the Xbox One. And I think that it probably is an Xbox One thing that it only goes to 900 degrees of rotation. But as you can see, the TMX also supports <clears throat> the entire uh, ecosystem of products. You can get the two-pedal out of there and upgrade to the T3PA, which are just the standard three-pedal, or the T3PA Pro, which are really, really, really nice. I haven't had one yet, but one day perhaps. And also the shifter. It can do eight shifting or sequential. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice addition if you're into racing games. And certainly 2015, 2016 seems to be a resurgence of racing games on both PC and console with Dirt Rally, Project Cars, a set of Corso. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Forza coming out for PC I, as well as already on Xbox One. I need – did they fix the Dirt Rally VR crap yet? No. Yeah. I, w- I, want, I want to. I want to, I want to do that. Because I've seen videos of, of the pre – 1.3 stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the guys are looking around in there, and the people who have said that, you know, they race that way, it's a more visceral experience because when you actually go up and down hills, mm-hmm. you you get more of a sense of of how steep those those climbs sure. are as compared to just, you know, looking at your screen, which, you know, it doesn't move up or down whatsoever. And, yeah. and the view screen has always stayed in the windscreen. Uh, when you've got the VR stuff, when you hit and up, your your viewpoint goes down, and uh, you have to kind of look up, and and you get that entire feeling of you know, hey, this is a pretty serious vertical climb that I'm doing, or this is a big drop. I, I'm I'm and, really uh, curious to see. I, this is off topic of the of the Thrustmaster yeah. announcement, but um, th- I, I've heard some people say playing Project Cars in VR because a lot of what v- like racing game a lot of what racing games are is looking to the horizon like looking at distant objects to plan ahead, sure. that the screen door effect resolution issue... It would be more noticeable. It's more noticeable mm. there because you're you're not looking at things kind of close to you. You're trying to focus on things far away. And, and so you're looking, of the at, jagginess, and you're looking the, at a line. Yeah, you're looking at a horizon, like, yeah. a, like a flat horizon. Uh, and so a lot of the jaggies that would maybe be Just softened be in other ways softened, would, yeah. are, are maybe more apparent. Yeah, yeah but and, I, I, I think I mean, the set of Corso may have better support... There, I'll have to double check after the podcast, but uh, it's something to look into. I don't think it would but be yeah, enough to be it's like a one hundred ninety nine dollar wheel. It's That's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, it's a good price. You can mount it on something, yeah. and uh, you know, if you're an Xbox One guy and you sometimes play PC games, uh, it's it's a nice entry level for a good solid force feedback product that has a good amount of rotation. You don't have bungee cords in there <laughs> that's providing you, you know. Some feedback right. that you know just doesn't really work very well. So My, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a nice little product and it's get- it's. Well priced. You guys will appreciate Zach, my brother-in-law, is complaining that I had to I had to inform him that the racing wheels don't work on Rocket League. <laughs> That's true. Which is, I admit, is it's very sadly true. It is very disappointing. I tried it. Um, although he is going to play it on the Xbox, I wonder what. Probably eh, not. I doubt it. It doesn't Probably work on no. the PC side, so hmm. you know, such is life. All right, uh, our next story here: Corsair. Uh, they announced this at CES. They're now officially releasing it, I guess. The Corsair Spec Alpha Enclosure. It's this really angular design. Uh, look at that. Look at that photography oh, yeah, straight that, from CES. That looks really cool at CES. I remember that. I case. know when they talked about it to us then, Sebastian, you can verify this. They they went into it like, hey, this is 
really aimed at the like Asia Pacific yeah, market. Yeah, they said right? this, like, this, this isn't is the style necessarily that going to come Asia over Pacific, here. Speaking of which, yeah. to the U.S., you know where I am right now. I obviously <laughs> I cover a global market, right? Yeah. Um, so the people, the feedback I was getting was, "Hey, let's bring this to the U.S." So I called up Corsair and I'm like, "Hey guys, let's sell this to the North American market." They and uh, shut up, judging by the comments that we got on this news post, it looks sounds like the American market is ready for this. They're <laughs> gonna they readily embrace the design. Uh, if I could just read a comment right here, like I love this. This is the coolest looking case I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, awesome. It was pretty cool. Instant five stars. So yeah, I mean, it's, I mean internally, it's essentially a square structure, right? That has it's a very thick. It's a very it standard the, case. Yeah. On the inside, it's one of those kind of open. Right. The the same open layout of, of a lot of cases. It kind right of reminds now. me of that uh, what's the thing from Half Life Two? The big structure. I don't know. Combine people. Or yeah, yeah. yeah the it, big reminds, tower. it reminds yeah. me of the, the bulldog chassis. Yeah, the Corsair bulldog. You know what? Chassis it's funny because out. I think yeah, yeah. the same yeah. company actually made both. Oh, of wait, what? Enclosures. Oh. You think they would? They wouldn't like use extra. They would like reuse design. Oh, you mean like reorient the legs and have like? No, a if they put it upside down, they'll never know. What's yeah. the weather like, Sebastian? Yeah, we appreciate you uh, calling on your vacation. It is warm. I, are, where are you at exactly? Uh, Egypt. No. Egypt? I no. look again. No. That's not a pyramid. It's not a pyramid. It's, I know you're off angle from the monitor. That's not actually a, a tiki hut. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Egypt isn't that beaches? Because, look, you need because to travel be, more, Ryan, be because where I am in Egypt If that was a pyramid, the size of that palm tree would be amazing. Tahiti. Yeah, that's true. I'm in, northern, like I'm in the northern African area. Oh. I can't oh, okay. be more specific or than that. Or Tahiti, which yeah. is yes. not near there Where there's at all. lots of water. Yeah. Uh, what if he's in Fiji? Check your plane stub. You plane, plane stub? Plane tickets. I, it was an ambient haze, and I ended up somewhere. <laughs> I'm just assuming based on this pyramid in the background that he, I'm in. He flew into how, the Bermuda how Triangle. How much is the spec alpha? $79.99, available now? Yes, it's on their website. It's available now. So if you, if you compare and contrast, since you haven't seen this one in person yet, with this and the... Uh, the earlier one, the Vivo we talked about uh, before, what would you say is the pro-con, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> well, it really depends on whether you like the look or not. I, I, I would assume, having only seen one briefly in person at CES, that the Corsair is its a pretty nicely made case that comes with some nice, quiet Corsair fans. And I like that it has kind of a smaller footprint. It's hard to tell in the, in the photos. There's one kind of like on a desk... It's a, it's a smaller case. It's a small case for an ATX right. compatible. Were, weren't they in the Palazzo Corsair? Sure, why not? Yes, yes. they yes, were. Yes, they were. Yep. Yeah. Relevance is because that's when that's when Sebastian <laughs> came up with everybody else, and we all kind of met. Oh yes. yes. Patrick Norton was there. And, oh yeah, and, I remember okay. that. Okay. Relevance. And, he, and, and these, these warm Alan, feelings Alan carried it. forth into Rele- our experience. <laughs> Actually, uh, if you if you read the article at pcper.com... Are you at the Luxor now? Yeah. Yeah, that's the... I haven't <laughs> left. <laughs> Look, when you, you miss a flight, the when you miss a flight, uh, they can make accommodations for oh, you. Man, they really I need that place go to hell. <laughs> to spend my money on might be a room. They really need to clean those windows. For four months. It's like it's collapsing a little bit in some places. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, so far, uh, our feedback has been that people don't like this design. They don't like it at all. The pyramid or the case? Both. Okay, fair enough. We in advance, I can already tell you about the negative feedback about my uh, location 
scouting here. You're not at Fiji anymore. No, I never was. That was a backdrop. Tri- Look, oh, I've been in Egypt the whole time. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you referenced the pyramids. Gotcha. I All slipped. Right, uh, let's get into our last news story here today. Corsair extending their power supply warranties uh, kind of out of the blue. Jeremy, what is what is the story here? What's the scoop, if you will? Oh, they, they, you're not going to believe what you read next. Okay. Corsair yes. found a way to get a solid 10. <laughs> All right, all right. No, it, this was out of the blue and utterly and completely brilliant. They took uh, almost the, the vast majority of their very popular lines. So the AXI, HXI, RMI, RMX, they used to have a seven-year warranty. They just said, you know what? We're going to warranty them for 10 years, which is brilliant because it's hard to convince yourselves nowadays to upgrade your PSU unless you're moving to a completely new power envelope. Because it ain't like they used to be when they shipped with your cases, and the number one reason that you're seeing those blue screens was a really crap PSU. Sure. So these guys, you know, it's like for the long, length of the entire time you're going to be using this thing, uh, unless you do something weird to it or, you know, the, the horrible, horrible things happen, you've got a decade of coverage. Chances are you're never going to use it, but it's nice to have it in case you actually do need it. And it's going to be interesting to see what the other companies do because many of them are still sitting at five year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corsair was a bit of uh, a rebel already doing the seven year. So at the ten year, it's it's a powerful reason to buy a Corsair PSU. To be honest, why would a company do this? Why would you? It, it's competition. Take existing product, but were there other companies doing ten years or something like? No, I was pretty sure seven was kind of already the best. I don't think I'd seen ten years since PC power and cooling was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, EVGA uh, does ten how, years on a few of their P- uh, Corsair PSU. Yeah, okay. EVGA has on some of their higher powered. I don't know if, yeah. what is the cutoff is, but I know that like thousand to fifteen hundred watt power supplies had ten year warranty. Either way, this is awesome. They probably just yeah, realized that their their power supplies were reliable enough at you know at seven years. Clearly, like, well, you know, if it lasts, they must seven. have some really nice capacitors in there. Oh yeah. The ones yeah, that don't even go just blow acid up. rotting at that point, or they're just yeah. counting on you not having your receipt in that last. So I'm totally forgetting they had a warranty lasting ten years on that part. That's true. You yeah. might not be worried about the receipt if like they hadn't no. made them. Uh, hey, you know, in the last though five years with uh, <laughs> CPU and GPU advances that we've had, you yeah. probably were not going to be swapping out your power supply. And Corsair is like, yeah. hey, you know, we don't have as many RMAs during this time. Sure. It's, yeah. Shit. Nobody, nobody's upgrading crap. Maybe you buy a smaller <laughs> as one. As it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. If anything. But EVGA hey, does. We've tried modular. Now everyone's got modular. We've tried platinum. Well, it actually doesn't save you much money, but if you want a platinum, a gold, or a silver, no problem. All of them have it. You crack open your PSU, and chances are they're going to look very similar. It's, it, it's a little secret I'm revealing here, but there's only a couple of companies that actually make PSUs. What? And the components. Well, the Corsair. So this is, you know, okay, I, well, which I, one should I, I go with? I talked to other well, PSU guys, yeah. and they said, you know what, and, and I'm not going to name any names, they begrudgingly said, Corsair has some of the best, oh gosh, not designers, but the people who spec out the parts that they yeah. use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they overbuild the parts. And they actually, everything works really well together. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into our hardware software picks of the week, everybody, shall we? Uh, I'm going to go first because I said so. Um, I'm going to pick this. Uh, not a whole lot of people are going to be able to play it yet. This is Water Bears VR. 
I don't know if there's a non-VR Water Bears, but uh, okay, sure. It's a puzzle game that works with the HTC Vive. Uh, it is essentially what was the analogy the, the other game that people compared this to? Ken, it was like Pipe Dream. Pipe Dream, right? oh, okay. where you're basically rerouting water with different pipes and angles and splitters and stuff uh, to fill up these uh, bubbles that these water bears in it are in. Uh, they're not quite as microbial as they are in real life, and they're much more adorable and cute in this instance. Uh, and it's basically a puzzle game of of moving things around. And you can see in the video, like on your left hand or non-dominant hand, you kind of have a collection of different pipes that you can use and rotate and move and, and change things around. Um, and the idea is to free all of them. And uh, the, the cool part about it is that it's in 3d space, right? So you can actually like, there's a structure in front of you. And if your room is big enough, if you're doing the room scale VR, you can actually walk around it and you have to walk around it in order to solve some of the puzzles. Tickle the, puzzles. When, yeah, when cool. you tickle the water bears, do they say, don't touch me there. You're not my father. No, mm. no, not no, yet. They seem to like it. They probably should. Right. You know, uh, it's it's cute, it's adorable, and it's one of the games that, like I was playing it before we were recording the show, and it was just like, oh, it's very intuitive how it yeah. all works because of VR. You have these these wand controllers that let you easily interact with with the environment, and then when you free the water bears, water bears, you can like pick them up and look at them, and you can throw them off the side of the stage. Throw right? them off. The so side. hey, look, that's what happens free in them VR. So you can just toss them into oblivion. They seemed very happy oh. as I threw them. Okay, you know they weren't. There were screams of yay. And that screen said, ah, as okay. I threw them, I right, think. Right. I don't really understand. Do you water speak bear. water bear? Uh, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm just going to go with yes. Okay. And then, you know, a week from now, some video will come out and it'll be like comparing these to the loris, where if you actually tickle their belly, you're actually torturing <laughs> right. them. And then, you know, nobody will like the game anymore. Interestingly, so if you look at this game, so again, it is a VR game. Uh, HTC Vive, headset support, trap motion controllers. The game requires a 3 meter by 3 meter space. Okay. We are not in a 3 meter by 3 meter space here. Oh. Right? But you can say, yes, go ahead anyway. And I just had to be very careful about where I was walking because we've had a lot of practice in this kind of constrained environment, otherwise known as it used to be Egypt over here. Um, it, it is very uh, unsettling when you run into something in the world that you don't think is there. Yes, if if you're moving your controller and suddenly you hit a monitor yeah. or a TV yeah, like, or a wall, yeah, like everything you think you see <laughs> and everything is like, oh, that's good, and you just like wing your hand out yeah. and it like runs into something solid. That's um, it's that's cute, a- it's adorable. Uh, if you have a Vive, I recommend trying it. It's ten bucks, so it's not you know absorbent. I don't know how long the game is. If if you really get to value it at ten dollars, but it's uh, it's worth considering. Uh, let's go to Jeremy next. Oh, sure. Now it's me next. Hey, look. It is you. Somebody's, it's always you. It's not me. Someone screwed up. Somebody else. No. All right. So uh, I'm not uh, suggesting you go out and buy the rainbow tables for the ASA 5 ciphers that the horribly, horribly broken GSM system works on. But, hey, if you want to understand how the cellular network works and if you want to go somewhere where you're off network uh, but you still want to be able to have your friends communicating like if you're out hunting in the middle of the bloody wilderness where you're getting no cell perception whatsoever yep this guy uh found a software defined radio that's about 420 bucks he added a couple of antenna to it hooked it up to a raspberry pi and it is a fully functional gsm station huh tweaking it uh to get a little bit better range is of course going to be necessary and it's hooked up to a power brick as well so it's mobile it's 
significantly cheaper than what you usually see these sort of devices going for, which can be upwards of like a hundred grand. Uh, it's kind of a nice way to be able to show off, hey, I, we're in the middle of nowhere. Don't worry here. Put this SIM card in. It's hooked up to this system. Boom. Now you can use your cell phone as a walkie-talkie in this area where there is absolutely no reception whatsoever. And you totally shouldn't use this for intercepting supposedly encrypted GSM calls and decrypting them on the fly stupidly easily. Because, you know, that would be wrong. I, I would agree. Unless you're the government. Sure. Positive. Government. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could totally do that with this too. All right, Joshy, Josh, what do you got for me? So, Jeremy, do you remember the uh, the Great White North uh, theme song? <laughs> yes, SCTV was it's a great thing during the uh, days, but uh, that has nothing to do with my pick. Oh, nothing. Well, it's uh, no. Instead, it's uh, inexpensive DDR4 memory from G Scale. It's like two by eight gigs for fifty nine bucks. Uh, it's it's faster than the DDR4 2133. Just kind of the baseline, so you get better latency uh, numbers, uh, a little bit faster, and it's just dirt, dirt cheap. Can't believe that two by eight is this inexpensive, and especially for you know. A new technology, so I had to order those because I accidentally ordered DDR3 when I actually wanted to DDR4. And Ooh, that DDR3 was me cost you doing more? bad reading. I did that too once recently. I hate that. It's it's kind of it's kind of awful. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but it's all the same price, so it's kind of cool. True. All right, uh, Alan. Oh wait, before you do that, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jonathan, a new subscriber or a new Patreon, if you will, new supporter, awesome. contributor, pledged five dollars and fifty-five cents. Thank you, Jonathan, for your contribution. We appreciate it. All right, now it's your turn. So uh, the guys that make uh, seat cleaner and stuff like that, seat cleaner, seat cleaner, seat cleaner. Because I need a seat cleaner right now. For a long time, I've had some beers. So, I, I so uh, the guys that make uh, that program also make a thing called Specky. Yep. And this is the kind of thing like you're trying to figure out what's in a person that's not necessarily <laughs> a computer, whether it's <laughs> computer. Oh, that's you're, nice. You're trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian didn't have a mute button. <laughs> um, <laughs> he also didn't have a paper towel, which it looks so like you really need right now. Sand got in his nose. So close. So yeah, um, sand. It's the kind of thing like, you know, you have a family member or somebody is trying to upgrade their computer or they're thinking about it and you're not sure what they have and they're not sure what they have in it. Yeah, this happens a lot. Right? This is just a, it's a free program. There's, there is an upgraded version that does other stuff. But you, to see what's in the system, all you really need is the free program. And it just gives you a, it just an, an immediate like breakdown of here's all the stuff in the system. It's, yep. um, you know, it's, and it's all the stuff you could probably pull from device manager and a couple of other tools but it does show you like ram timings it shows you um you know just all sorts of just information like cpu your actual cpu temperature motherboard temperature if it has a sensor on it like it's more in sandra used to be it kind of but sandra got bloated as yeah this is no it's useless this is way less bloated this is just like what's in your what's in your machine what's in your box what's in your box (laughs) cpu z did a system report output to a text file yeah Yeah. but this is this is probably a little bit better easier to use it's it's more like layman kind of person would use this you know that's pretty cool yeah all right all right and uh, uh i guess we'll check in one final time over here with Sebastian, uh, oh, oh, you. Uh, you know, Windows uh, XP has a lot of exciting new uh, features, no. and functionality. 
You just plugged something into a USB port, didn't you? I did, and anyway, uh, so I've lost my entertaining background here because my Our computer crashed. crashed. That's unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, what if blue screens like this were interactive and easy to use? Like a game in virtual reality. Microsoft has introduced a brand new feature <laughs> with Windows 10 to take this confusing mess and make it as simple as pointing your smartphone at it it's QR codes for the BSOD. I think this is a really good idea. Actually, yeah. Oh, that is a really good idea. You don't no, think it's a horrible not. idea. Why not? You know it's, how long it would take you to pull out your smartphone, find whatever app you have to look, read a QR like, code and open it and If you're scan like that most code? working, Dude, that's most a really good idea. hard-working like, American as office seconds. workers. As opposed to what? I'm just saying the blue screen doesn't stay on the screen long well, enough. Well, they can make it no, it's stay stays. on there. It stays now. While it, while it yeah, writes you turn the dump. Yeah, what would got... take less time? You troubleshooting your non-working computer or getting out your smartphone and taking I a think, picture? I, I mean, think no, all it's going to do I, is I, send you to the knowledge base I'm, on that, you know. I'm just saying, whatever, it, like, it might be is. difficult to actually scan the QR code in the amount of time that you're allotted. <laughs> maybe. That's, uh, that, that, that becomes may be true. The, that's the fun I'm of drunk. it. It's like a built-in game. Yeah. Can you get your phone I, out? Can I think so. Hey, 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 I Josh. think your experience with a lot of blue screens has been like the ones that do go away Look, very Josh quickly. Josh just did it in less than five seconds. But there are Josh doesn't know what app he uses to read QR codes. Josh, you just take a picture of it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Then get you know, I, I, scan. and then stuff. You can take a picture, and most uh, QR code apps will let my, you, uh, my phone. you like show a picture oh, okay. to it, like import a Real, picture. Will they? Yeah, I've never done that before. Did you find it? The the first thing I thought of when I saw this. Was now, the real blue screen errors on the, the Wii. You're browsing There's, the web, a pop-up comes up saying this with a QR code, and it's stupidly easy to infect your smartphone via a QR code or to send you to a site which will immediately infect you. And this is just a ridiculously easy way to screw with people. That is true. You could just like, like somehow stupidly easy. do something that makes this full screen... And has a That's cure. true. Well, in, yeah. in Microsoft's well, defense, they have not actually implemented this yet. It was apparently like a test. Uh, the real it only key, goes to a test I think, site. I think this is a really good idea. The key is, can the link be to a useful spot of information? Yeah, right? that would be like, important. Blue screens have never given me really like valuable information. And every oh, once in a oh, while... It does do. for me, because oh, you yeah. know when it's something you can't fix versus you just <laughs> misconfigured your SATA. Those it's are like, one or two cases. Th- it's, yeah, either, it's either SATA or everything else. <laughs> IAStore.sys. Yeah. Okay. I recently troubleshooted a bad network driver. You know, what if it's the NIC on your motherboard? I, you know? I, I think just like the blue screen uh, information in general, I mean, we need more verbose stuff what? like we have you behind You mean IRQ not less than or equal is, doesn't tell you everything you need yeah, to know? Yeah, it has exactly. that nice stop code at the end of it. All you have to do is type in 00000FA00. Zero, 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 yeah. zero, zero. Well, it's no, you've you got to install the Microsoft uh, font package, too, so that you can oh, access yeah. some of it. it. It's It works. It's a bit of a pain in the ass, but it works. Yeah. Which right. usually is, uh, reformat the damn thing anyways. So that's it, everybody. That is our show for this week. I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Again, pcper.com slash podcast URL to find uh, the RSS files for the video downloads, the audio da- audio downloads. Uh, you can subscribe to the RSS there. Uh, you can see the YouTube videos there, YouTube links, but it's just youtube.com slash pcper, obviously. Um, and uh, I guess that's pretty much it. Again, live on Wednesday nights, everybody. Come join us. Come hang out. Uh, we now are live streaming on, on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube just because Facebook launched that and it seemed like an easy thing to add into our streaming software, so we did that. Yep. Um, 
And uh, I guess that's it. We uh, Ken will be here for at least one more podcast next week, yeah. I, I guess. Uh, and then after that, I don't know. He already replaced himself with a circuit board, so it's true. Yeah, all we got to do is drown him in mineral oil and stuff. Or I <laughs> let, let him go free. Right, right. Wink, wink. The cops did yeah. come by earlier. So, so we got a uh, mineral yes, oil, tar, and feathers, and then we will send him out the door. Remain, remain calm on all this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you're right, Sebastian. Kobe is hanging it up. So I'm Ken like, is, is I'm going. like the Kobe of my generation. I'm gonna say no. No. Where your, do you have shoes named after you? Yeah. 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 I never got that contract. Ken's. Uh, all right, everybody. We will talk to you. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. I'm Ryan Shrout. Hashtag BSOD. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Alan Almatano. I'm Sebastian Peake. Bye, everybody. Bye.